Our first reading is from the Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing, thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So earlier this week, Pastor Muriel and I had a chance to travel to the home of uh, Pastor Michelle Townsend de Lopez, who's the pastor at one of our partner congregations, Cross Lutheran in Milwaukee. And uh, Muriel was our intrepid all things technology. And uh, Michelle and I just had a chance to talk with each other about COVID, about racism, and about hope. A good starting place is this first lesson today. Genesis chapter 1 is the first chapter in the Bible for a reason. It was written at the worst of times for the Jewish people, the Babylonian exile, a time of defeat and despair really unimaginable to us. And yet in the midst of all of that, Genesis chapter 1 begins by reminding us that God's creation is good and that we as human beings are made in the image of God who is loving and faithful and light. All of those things that we talked about at the beginning of the service. So with that as context, we just had a conversation with Michelle who has been one of our partners at Cross and in our El Salvador ministry for over 15 years. And the starting place was to ask her about how has COVID-19 impacted the people and community around Cross. As you listen, one of the cool things she does is talk about the fact that there's not just a community, there are all of these communities. And, and then she ends by just talking about the, the, the huge human toll that that virus has taken. Well, you know, unfortunately, we don't always like to talk about Cross being right behind um, 53216 uh, zip code, which is where Mary Martha and Hepatha and the congregation are located. But the reality is, is that there are a number of zip codes that are very similar to the reality that um, that area suffers from, meaning high um, reentry rates, high incarceration rates, a lot of um, working poor and also um, elderly that are unfortunately having to choose between trying to have medicine and have food and other kinds of um, basic needs. And so it, it is, it's very difficult. I mean, obviously there is also that dichotomy that, that, that we live out very, very tangently, but also it's very real. Um, even just the fact that if you look out of my front window here, um, on the north side of the street are apartments that are probably more low-income or basic apartments. And then across the street, you have these really large homes or really mansion homes where you have pretty much middle-class and upper-class people living in this neighborhood. I think it's wonderful that we have um, that kind of diversity of mixed um, income and mixed um, ethnicities and races. But the reality is, is that it doesn't show up always in being inclusive. It still shows up as being um, us and them. And I think also when we think about where Cross is located, we um, sit between Lindsay Heights and Johnson Park. And so we um, occupy both of those um, 
areas geographically, but each side of us is different, meaning that, you know, immediately out our front door is Shalom High School, and then we have the bus company, um, their headquarters right there. But then behind them are, are some low-income areas. But then behind us, you see the gentrification piece of new um, homes that have been um, either remodeled or just completely built there um, that are more the 250 to 300 ranges. Then you go, you know, sort of um, south, and it's a mixture again. So it's just a very interesting thing. And particularly that we used to be called Central City, Inner City, and now we're called Downtown because we're less than half a mile from Pfizer. So it's interesting that what comes into the neighborhood um, then defines how you're um, classified mm -hmm. and also who starts to move into the neighborhood. Um, it doesn't change the fact, though, that we are centrally located and that we are in a hot zone. And so um, whenever you see those maps on TV that talk about in the um, city or county of Milwaukee, Cross sits right in the middle of that. And so um, that has been a reality for us, both just in our larger community of being aware of um, a number of people that are struck with the um, uh, virus, but also personally within our own cross community, a number of deaths um, have occurred since March uh, 20th. And either in our immediate families or um, those who have been close to cross, it has been approximately now at this point, even if you include deaths that are not necessarily COVID related, but all the COVID related ones have been about 10. And if you add in just um, regular um, lifespan and then um, a murder, then we're up to about like 13. So that's a lot of people and a lot of um, sadness yeah. uh, since March. We also have the reality of having our medical clinic um, based in Cross, uh, Bread of Healing Clinic, and of course, this community is very familiar with your wife, Dr. Barb, who we all also are. And um, so we get to have regular updates about what that looks like um, because we have suspended worship um, in person, like most of our uh, partners and other colleagues. The clinic has triaged all of our different openings in order to try and be as safe as possible for our first responders, as well as for those who still have to come into the building, like myself, part of my staff, and then the people coming in for medicines that, you know, we forget people who are on regular medicine still have to come and get their medications, and that makes them even more vulnerable to be in a space where other people are coming in not sure if they have the virus or trying to check out if it's just a cold or you know whatever else is going on and so i mean the reality for us has been up close and personal from the beginning um along with um, our partners um, like yourselves and others we've had ministries around um, getting masks so that um, when we have our food pantry which is now just once a month we're able to give out literature around best practices as well as masks and safety um, things so that we realize that we are trying to help educate the community. And because our community, as far as the Red Peeling Empowerment Ministry, goes all the way out to the old Northridge area, so the far north side, the near south side, sort of like big Mitchell Dome side kind of area, as well as then just the central city, we get a lot of people. And unfortunately, so many people come and they don't have on masks. 
And so that talks speaks to me about the disparity um, that also hits racial and economic lines in Milwaukee, which is not a surprise to anybody. But when you see people showing up and realizing that white people had to take their life in their own hands to vote, people are taking their lives in their own hands to come and get medications, to get food, and that that, for those of us who are middle class, of whatever our racial or ethnic backgrounds are, we're in our cars, we're not on the bus, we're not walking, and we also have access to the things that we generally need. And so that disparity when you're working in it um, is, is very heartbreaking because um, it just shows how broken our systems are and how they disproportionately um, attack certain groups of people and that those people then have compounded issues that make it even worse. When you think of all of those faces and names and people, um, there's somebody who's been kind of heroic to you, or, or in a Christian sense, this is really intuitive, kind of fearless, faithless in the symbol of all of this. You know, it doesn't have to be just one person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting that you say that, I mean, because of course I think of the first responders, I think of all of our medical people who, you know, are um, doing this every day and then going home and hoping that, you know, they're not bringing anything else into yeah. the house uh, to their loved ones. So we have that on a regular basis. But then I also think about just all of my colleagues, including yourself, that oftentimes when they talk about first responders, they're not talking about clergy. And clergy are first responders. I mean, we are in the thick of it with um, not necessarily the... Um, healing side in the way that people might think of it as like medicinally healing someone, but spiritually we have to walk with people. Physically we have to be there in the best times and also right now some of the most difficult, challenging times as we were talking earlier.